Welcome to Kicking with the Northwoods with your host, Corey, Northwoods RV Life. This live video broadcast is brought to you by www.thenorthwoodsrvlife.com. Hey there, I'm Corey from the Northwoods, where we're showing you that freedom is an adventure. We're finding ours, you, you can too. So I would like to go ahead and welcome you to our Saturday live video podcast, where we have hopes and dreams to help build the RV community here on YouTube. You'll also be able to find this podcast in all major podcast applications, including iTunes, Google Podcast, and Spotify. So with that, if it's your first time here, make sure you hit that subscribe button down below so you don't miss any of our weekly live streams and videos. So I'd like to start out, um, we're going to start out by shouting out some great channels that are here in the RV community on YouTube. Uh, if you haven't checked out these channels, I uh, highly suggest you do. Go over there, check out their channels, um, you know, watch their videos, leave them a comment, tell them Northwood sent you over there, uh, greatly appreciate it, and it lets people know uh, that we're connecting here on YouTube. Okay, so the first channel I'd like to shout out, and I'll put links over here in the chat for them, uh, the first one I'd like to go ahead and shout out is Burning Up the Roads. Uh, Lucretia has an awesome channel, she's been doing great interviews and helped build the RV community here on YouTube. So make sure you go over and you check out Burning Out the Roads and let them know Northwood sent you over there. So I'll go ahead and I'll drop that here in the chat. Let me come up here. I see uh, Lori's over here in the chat welcoming everyone. Okay, so there's the link to Burning Up the Roads. You can check these out um, either on the replay or after the uh, live stream here. So the next channel I'd like to go ahead and shout out, um, this is Paul, the Air Force guy. Always a great guy. He's in everyone's live stream, supporting everyone. Um, gave us a super chat the other night on Wednesday night. Thanks, Paul, for that super chat as well. And I uh, appreciate it very much. So here's your shout-out, and I'll put a link to Paul's channel over here. Paste. And check out Paul, the Air Force guy. He does great RV reviews, uh, RV tips and tricks type videos. And he does live streams to engage with his community. Uh, great guy, supports all of us here on YouTube, so make sure you go ahead and check out Paul. Uh, the next one I'd like to go ahead and shout out is uh, Find Us Camping. Um, this is Jimmy and Lisa over there. We did an interview with them. That was the last interview I did before I uh, had health issues uh, in August, so um, we'll go ahead and we'll drop a link down to them. Uh, make sure you go check them out. They're a great channel. Uh, when we interviewed them, they just hit a thousand subscribers. Uh, they're still growing, putting out great videos. So we'll go ahead and make sure you go over check out Jimmy and Lisa. And the last one I'd like to go ahead and shout out is Full Time Dream. They just recently uh, hit uh, 600 subscribers. And this is uh, Ron and Judy. Yep. Um, and they're putting together a great channel over there. Um, they're working really hard to grow. Um, like I said, they just hit 600 subscribers. And I'll put a link over there for them as well. Um, make sure you check out these guys. Um, all these guys. They all deserve um, the love in the community here. They're putting out great videos. They're supporting everyone here in the community. And it's always great to uh, support those who support us. 
So this moves on to our guest today, and I'll go ahead and I will pull up Paula here. Uh, let me see, pull her up here. Hi. Hi Paula. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you this morning? I am doing great. Awesome. I'm glad to have you on here. Um, let me pull up my sheet of questions. And uh, we'll get this started. So, Well, thank you so much for asking me to come on the show. That's greatly appreciated. It's greatly appreciated to have you here. Um, it goes both ways. You know, your viewership sees us. Our viewership sees you. Um, and this is how we grow the community here on YouTube. So thank you very much uh, for taking time out on your Saturday afternoon and stopping in here. It's morning um, for me. <laughs> morning for you. You're a couple hours behind. So you're not quite at noon yet. Two hours. Um, yep. Uh, so looked up some stats on your channel. Looks like you started your channel, um, about December of 2018. Looks like you put out some first videos at the beginning of 2019. Yeah, that I, I wasn't, I had no plans of pursuing a YouTube channel at that point in time. I was mostly satisfying my brother who kept telling me to set one up. Yep. Um. I can relate to that. We had no plans of ever starting a YouTube channel. We've been recording video on and off for years and taking pictures and things. And our daughters, uh, you know, we was watching RV channels on YouTube and stuff. And our daughters uh, pursued us and started to ask us, well, why don't you just start your own YouTube channel? And mm -hmm. it got us thinking about it. And we uh, decided that, yeah, let's go ahead and we'll give it a try and, and see how it goes. I, I think a lot of us uh start this unintentionally <laughs> yeah so definitely uh something that most of us stumble into we don't usually go into this looking for this so so but like i said it looked like you started putting out videos uh at the beginning of 2019 and uh went ahead and checked out a few of your videos and things and oh, they're uh, terrible <laughs> <laughs> they say start where you're at all of our videos are terrible when we first start, and it's all a matter of growing um, into who we will be down the road. So it's a, it's a journey uh, here yeah. on YouTube, just like it's a journey traveling out uh, around the world. So um, let's see here. So why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, where you're from, um, if you currently work, what type of work you're in, any community involvement, hobbies outside of YouTube, just fun things that you like to do. Oh, gosh. This feels like I'm setting up a dating profile. I like long walks on the beach. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so my name is Paula. My channel is Van Vita Travels. Um, I'm, I bought an ambulance. I, it was the year, my son's grade 12 year that I bought Vita and converted her myself. I was so scared of empty nesting. I've been a single parent mom all these years and to have my boy leave was just the scariest feeling ever. So yeah, I needed a project. So lots of learning. I totally dived into watching everything on YouTube and figuring stuff out for myself. Um, I live in Saskatchewan, Canada, right in the heart of the prairies. I'm about an hour and a half north of the American border. I am a registered social worker within the healthcare system, um, but I never say which population of people that I work with just to maintain their confidentiality. 
So I am working full time. Um, and actually since COVID started, I've been able to work from home. So I can't do any home visits. I can't facilitate any support groups. Everything has to be virtual. So my home visits are virtual now. So that's definitely been a change. And so since I'm home more and work hasn't been as busy, I decided that I was going to do more with my channel. Well, hey, great time to, to do it. Um, mm -hmm. You're not having that time traveling back and forth to work and yeah. uh, any downtime that you happen to have. So, um, and I can relate. I've been working from home since COVID hit as well. Um, I'm working from home right now, even though I'm still recovering from my health issues I had last month. Mm -hmm. um, and but it's it's always great to be able to work from home and have a little more relaxed environment. Um, always wish it was always full time working from home and not probably have to go back to the office at some point in time. Um, but I too work in the healthcare field and I work in IT. Uh, okay. So we, we primarily work remotely most of the time, anyways. So. Okay. So tell us a little bit about your ambulance. Uh, what made you decide to buy an ambulance or even to build, want to do a van type build? And, oh, I'm so impulsive, Corey. It has become ridiculous. Ridiculous. It's like my second childhood, although it's more fun second time around. Um, I... I started watching a lot of van life stuff and I thought it was fantastic. And I've always been a camping road trip kind of person. And I thought, well, wouldn't having a van be amazing? Like I'd feel safer. I can stop anywhere. A lot of my road trips, it's been, you spend more than you budget because you end up having to get hotels because it's too late or you can't find a campground, set up a tent. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to get a van. And then I had my brother and sister-in-law, drive me out to another community to look at one. I was really hopeful on purchasing, but when I got there, it was absolutely not what I wanted. And so we were going to the next big community and they were like, well, let's go to Taco Bell because in our area of the province, we don't have a Taco Bell. There's only one in all of Saskatchewan. <laughs> <laughs> so we drove that extra hour and my brother's like, okay, hey, well, we're going to be in Saskatoon, Google more bands. Maybe we can check something out there. So I found an ambulance on there and I was laughing so hard. I'm like, we should go check it out. Just, just let's see. And I hadn't even thought of an ambulance at that point in time. And we went and we looked at it and with all the electrical in there and the shelving being stable and the size of it, my brother and I looked at each other and we were like, oh yeah, this is what I have to get. And I would have left that night with it, but, um, you can only e-transfer so much money or take out so much money at a time. And I wasn't prepared for that because they wouldn't take a check. That's just the way the world is now. So I went back home four hours away and it took a month to end up arranging the deal because he was starting to change his mind about selling it. So a month later, I drove out to Saskatoon four hours to go bring Vita home and she's been mine ever since. Now, is Vita uh, a diesel or a gasser? A diesel. It's a 2005 E450, but it's only the six liter, which me not knowing anything about diesels didn't even, like, that That would have made no sense to me, right? But now I know everybody says I should add the 7.3, but. Yeah, no. I mean, um, the 6.0 is 
typically need a little bit more work to be more bulletproof. The 7.3 is a great engine. Uh, part of the problem with the 7.3 now at this point in time is it's getting so old that you start having pro other mechanical problems with the vehicles. Um, mm -hmm. So a 6.0 is not a bad engine as long as uh, the maintenance is done up. Uh, there's some, you know, bulletproofing. Although being an ambulance uh, and being in Canada, you may not have the emissions uh, on it that they do here in the U.S., uh, which is what typically kills those engines. So you might be uh, good to go with a six. Well, I think 2005 was before all that emissions testing and stuff came in, like all those yep. regulations. So depending on uh, where it was built and everything, you might be good uh, to go as far as that. I'm, I'm sure you probably have heard of the term bulletproofing when it comes to the six. <laughs> Yeah, I'm thinking I would really like to take it up to Alberta because uh, do you know Badge Everyone Needs One? Do you know that channel? No, I haven't met that. Oh, okay. Badge is another Canadian YouTuber who tends to go down to the U.S. every winter except for this year. And he's only 10 hours away from where I am. And he was a heavy-duty mechanic before he retired. So, you know, I communicate with him a lot. And there is the possibility that it may have been bulletproofed. I just wouldn't know that. I would need him to look at it because I have, okay, in miles, it's like 260,000 miles on it. So for a six liter to have gone that long, stuff would have been done to it. Right. Another good channel to ask questions about that kind of stuff is uh, Fifth Wheel Food and Fixins. Mm -hmm. uh, he's a huge diesel guy. Um, and uh, he knows the power stroke diesels in, in and out. So. Definitely another good channel to ask questions about if you any running any problems down the road. Yeah. Okay. So let's go ahead and we'll move on from there. Um, so you only have your uh, one son. He's grown now, right? He will be 19 on the 27th of this month. So, yeah, he, he left to another province last year to go to university at Mount Royal University in Calgary. And so that's like eight hours away so yes it was oh it was so hard for me but it was amazing for him he was living on residence he met lots of international students he was known as the underage canadian because he was only 17 when he left for for university and in alberta drinking age is 18. <laughs> which you know i was okay with that <laughs> So how's that, how's that make you feel having your baby gone? Ah, you know, when you talk about that, that's that soft spot in my heart that always makes me want to cry. <laughs> um, it was really hard to see him go. Super happy. He should be going. That's the natural way that things go. And if I've done my job well, he should want to launch, right? But with COVID and stuff, he's been home since... Um, since that school year ended. So, and classes there are online. So he's actually still here right now. Okay. So you have plans to eventually go full-time. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, you know, you plan on just coming back to Canada, you know, at times to visit, you know, family and stuff or. You know, there's so much in the, up in the air. I feel like something great is coming and I have to be open to the opportunities and possibilities. I just don't know hundred percent how it's going to work yet. Yeah. Um, I have a really good job. I work with the government. I mean, I didn't go back to university until I had my son. My early retirement is in 10 years. So I don't want to screw that up and I don't want to screw up my pension. So I'm trying to figure out 
how am I going to do this? Right. So, so far it's just been kind of part-timing. And this winter though, I had requested to take a leave of absence for January, February, March of 2021. I put that request in before COVID. Right. So there's no way that I can drive Vita out of the country at this point. So if I wanted to still work remotely and travel, British Columbia is pretty much my only option. Unless I leave Vita and fly to Mexico or Costa Rica and try that. Yep. Um, definitely COVID threw wrenches in a lot of uh, people's plans this year. Yeah, so, it we'll, did. We'll it. Uh, we'll I really wanted to it. go to Quartzite. <laughs> yeah, uh, I know more and more stuff is opening up. Um, we've had a few states that completely opened up fully here this past week. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I know a lot of states, uh, as they've opened up, have seen some increased numbers, but um, Michigan here included as well. Uh, we're not fully open yet. We're still masks and certain uh, businesses not being allowed to be open. But um, we do have some numbers increasing here as well. So I um, just have to keep an eye on it, make sure you don't get out of control. So hopefully by uh, next spring, all this will be blown over and we'll be done with it. <laughs> well, one of the things that would be against traveling right now is our numbers are ridiculously low in saskatchewan like right now us to have a big number is 140 active cases total that's not per day (laughs) right and the only reason our numbers went so big was because it got it kind of caught on in some communal communities otherwise we're very sparsely populated our whole province is only a million people so yeah traveling anywhere increases my risk here in michigan where we live heading north uh, you know, it starts getting pretty sparsely too. And a lot of them were thinking, yeah, we're really good. But here in Michigan, there's a lot of traditions that of people that live in the Southern part of the state heading North for vacations. Mm-hmm. Um, so as summer has hit and things started to open up and things, uh, started to go on, uh, with travel here, a lot of those people from down the Southern part of the state that, uh, was in COVID areas traveled North. So now we're starting to see some COVID in the northern parts of Michigan, uh, unfortunately. Um, mm-hmm. But like I said, well, hopefully the numbers stay, you know, reasonable and don't get too far out of control um, because I don't think any of us want to go back to a total shutdown. Yeah. Um, you know, that'd just be horrible. Uh, at least we can get out and do some stuff now. And uh, in a lot of ways, I think a lot of people should be happy about that. So, uh, so anyways, um, Let's see here. So what got you interested in RVing or van life uh, to begin with? It was over Christmas holiday and my son was gone to his dad's, you know, that whole parent sharing kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was, that was the year because we do Christmas on Christmas Day every other year. That way we share my son and my mom was still working. So she worked Christmas day every other year as well. So we just kind of all fitted out with all the different family blending. And um, I was by myself Christmas. <laughs> and I just started looking at YouTube, which is the first time I'd ever really done that, watching any kind of YouTube videos. And I, who is it I found? I actually came across, um, oh, what is her art? 
something about wild mile uh, I, I can't remember the name but it was like really high class you would have thought it was a total professional setup kind of channel not wild by the mile it wasn't very realistic um but it launched me into watching other stuff so then i was like yeah that's that's what i want to do i love traveling i love driving i love flying by the seat of my pants i mean when my son was seven um i'd never been to british columbia yet i had two weeks off of work I had a teeny tiny car. I said, okay, let's load our camping gear and drive west and see where we go. And we went all the way to Vancouver Island on the very west coast, like as west as we could go in Canada. And we had no set plan. We stopped everywhere and anywhere we wanted. And it was the most amazing trip ever because every single day was an adventure. There was no expectation. Yep. Um, and... Uh that's one of the things that like we have for uh, our value proposition that you'll hear me say before every uh, video is that, you know, freedom is an adventure. We're finding ours and you can too. And that's where you find freedom is in adventure. When you find something that truly feels to an adventure to you, you yourself will find freedom in yourself and your surroundings. So um, yeah. can totally agree with that. And uh, it's, I don't know many people that don't get out there and catch the bug of getting out and about and mm -hmm. enjoying nature and things like that. Um, one way or the other, whether you like, you know, uh, roughing it or whether or not you're an RVer, um, you know, to be a little more glamping style, however you end up wanting to travel, travel the way that you want and find your adventure and how it makes you feel free. So. Mm -hmm. Um, well, when he was young, because I had just finished my degree when he was four, because I started school when he was a baby. And um, so for us on a budget, and I was saving for my house and everything, camping was our big, big glitzy holiday. Take a tent. You know, we didn't even have an air mattress at first. <laughs> and um, but we, we did it every year. And then we would go up north. There is an area of Crownland in Northern Saskatchewan. My uncle used to pull a camper out on you had no services, no nothing. And we would spend time up there and we loved it. We, yeah, I'm, I'm not a country girl. I'm not a city girl. I'm a small town girl that likes to get out in nature. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, you know, being in Michigan, I always loved um, the outdoors, hunting, fishing, and just traveling in the outdoors in general. And, uh, you know, as the kids grew up, we always did the camping thing in the UP, um, you know, got out and adventured a little bit here and there throughout the uh, the summer. Um, and then me and Lori, once we got together, we did some camping stuff. And it's like, you know, we're getting a little too old for this. Uh, it's time to start moving into a uh, an actual RV and uh, started RVing. And I find in, in many ways I like it, but other ways I miss the camping style so i still do all the cooking outdoors i mm -hmm. still do cooking over the campfire if i have to or in dutch ovens and things like that um because that's some of the things i always liked about the camping thing um and you can still do that kind of stuff even if you're rving and being a little more comfortable and having air conditioning in a bed <laughs> 
Well, for me, the whole idea of boondocking is probably the part I'm the most excited about. Um, that's why I've been setting up my rig to use as little power as possible, and I do have solar power. So, like, for example, with my sink and my water, I have a self-priming foot pump because that doesn't need any power. If I need hot water, I'm going to boil the water, right? But because in Canada we have limited sun at certain times of year compared to farther south, you need to account for that stuff a bit more. So basically my rig, my power is for like my lights, charging stuff. Um, yeah, <laughs> I think that's about it right now. Girl's got to uh, do her I, hair, I do have right? to put my roof vent in and it will cover that. Right, a girl's got to do her hair, right? Well, if you see me typically when I pop on live on the weekends, I always have a hat on because guess what? I do not do my hair unless I have to. <laughs> So today I had to, thank you. <laughs> but that's a nice thing. I don't have to leave the house. I don't have to get ready for work every day. So sometimes I don't have a shower until my lunchtime, right? Like I sleep in longer now because I don't have to drive to work. These are the kinds of things I would like to be able to do and be on the road though. So what ended up triggering you to think that, hey, I want to start a channel? My brother. My brother, he was born when I was in grade 10. I have two sisters as well, but my brother is the youngest, I'm the oldest. And he, oh my God, he was on me so much, especially when I was looking at a van. He's like, oh, you need to start a channel. You got to learn all this stuff. And so I started a channel. I put a really crappy video or two up. And now he's on even more. You need editing software. You need a better phone. You need a gimbal, which I now all have. I just have to use it. Right. But I mean, he did constantly encourage me, constantly encourage me. So, yeah, if it wasn't for him, I would have never done it at all. And you're actually in a very good niche. Um, even the RV niche itself is a very good niche on uh, uh, YouTube. But van lifestyle uh, niche is kind of a sliver of that um, that I think even goes above and beyond and has a, a very loyal uh, following. Uh, when mm -hmm. it comes to um, the content here on YouTube. So I, I think you're going to do very well um, as you move forward. And uh, Thank you. once you start getting out and about and start putting out some more adventure videos and things like that. And Yeah. Uh, so you've, now that I have the equipment that I need, and that's the thing. I have a kid in university. I'm a single parent. I own my own home and I'm paying the mortgage. And then it's like, then I buy Vita. Then I buy all the stuff to converter. And then it's like, oh, now I need the phone. I need the this and that. Like it's, it's had to have been a process for me to get in place now. Now I just need to be able to do the content. Yeah. And it's a learning curve. I mean, um, you know, the first live streams we did, um, I think we're probably, you know, we were glad they just didn't completely go to hell. <laughs> it really was. Um, you know, uh, we were both still kind of uncomfortable on camera. And uh, the live streams have really helped with being comfortable on camera a lot. They do. Uh, I think it actually helps even when you're doing, you know, recordings. Um, just not worrying about that camera being there. Uh, being able to, yeah. you know try to make some more eye contact with the camera, things like that. Um, it just, it's all around, it makes you feel a little bit more comfortable about what you're doing. And it's all learning curve. And uh, even, you know, we kind of did the whole uh, 
I don't know if you want to say sentimental or looking back when we had our first one year, uh, you know, we looked at back at what we did in a year and, you know, yeah, our first videos, they really sucked. <laughs> um, <laughs> and we've gotten better. We have a lot farther to go even yet. Uh, I always tell everyone there's always room for improvement. Um, everyone will get better. We'll get better. You'll get better. Everyone in this room who does content will get better. Um, and the only way you do that is by doing it. And uh, it's kind of the uh, words of wisdom you got to give to anyone who's wanting to start a channel or maybe you have just started a channel is don't worry about what you're putting out now. Worry about what you're putting out tomorrow. Uh, try to do something better each day. Move forward and you will improve um, as a content creator. And well, one of the one of the big reasons too, my brother was encouraging me to do it and why I started wasn't necessarily to grow a channel initially, but it was for my memories, right? He was like, document the process. You're good. When you get it done, you're going to forget everything you went through. So there's a lot of time I look back at those videos and I think, oh, I should take them down. But no, those ones are for me. They remind me that I actually can do anything. I have unlimited potential. I just need to develop it. Right. Yeah. So even when I have kind of a low day, I can go look at back one of those old videos and laugh and go, yeah, I've, I've really come far and I'm, I'm actually proud of myself. Yep. Stop. Just stop and think about, you know, somewhere down the future, there's going to be a guy or a girl who's alone on Christmas one day and searching YouTube and they're going to find some of your first videos and it's going to inspire them to do what you're doing. Wouldn't that be um, wonderful? And that's one of the great things about this is that when you do have fan base that reaches out to you and lets them know that you've done something that inspired something in them, made them want to do something, um, it really hits you in the feels. And you know that, hey, I did this for a reason, and I know what that reason is now, and it's out there. So um, mm -hmm. one of the great things... Um, you know, none of us make a ton of money here on YouTube, even once being modernized. Um, but there's rewards in other places, and that's one of the rewards uh, that you end up having. So um, take pride in what you're doing. Uh, someone down the road uh, is going to take pride in what you're doing as well. So Yeah. Yeah. You know, even, you know, two months ago when I started to do this more, it became, instead of a hobby, it became more of a passion. And then it felt like a second job. <laughs> But a really fun one, right? Because in my job that I do full time, I love interacting with people. And I'm a social worker that I'm voluntary service. I'm not imposing myself on them. And I love the people that I work with and I'm inspired by the things that they overcome on a daily basis. And when I started staying home, I didn't have a lot of that same inspiration anymore. But coming into the van life community and seeing what other people are doing and the things they're accomplishing, it's like... I feel inspired again. Yep. So let me go ahead and ask you here. Let me pull up my questions here. So you've been around now on YouTube for over a year now. You've been on here for about a year and a half. Um, if you had to stop and think about, hey, what what's my channel represent? What value do my viewers get? Um, what would you say to yourself as far as what value they're getting out of your channel? Right now? Yeah. Because right now I've been focusing a lot on the live streams and I 
I only asked to interview people that I would like to sit across the table with and have a coffee and talk and pick their brain and learn from their experiences, right? Like I've learned a lot of really great tips on travel, on doing the conversions, on the whole YouTube creator stuff. Like there is a lot there too. What are good programs to use? You know, I'm learning so much from other people that I think if someone else was a new van life person or YouTube creator, I feel like they would learn a lot watching the interviews as well. And that's why we do these interviews so people can connect and find, you know, resources, you know, uh, connections, friendships, all those things. Um, you know, once we do these videos, um, you know, hey, you know, I knew you were out there. I've been in some of your live streams. I've, you know, seen you in some of the chats. Um, but doing this live stream, you know, last night I had to message you and say, hey, what's your name? <laughs> I know. And we're on Facebook with each other, but on Facebook... It's my Van Vita Travels page that I have everyone. My personal one, I mean, I that's separate. Yep. So, you know, this is making connections. So now I always know Van Vita is Paula. Yeah. And everyone here in the, the chat is now know, if they didn't know, is that your name's Paula. And it helps mm -hmm. make that uh, personal connection. And that's what these interviews, both what we do and everyone else that's doing interviews with other RV channels, that's what all this is about is, you know, getting to know each other uh, on a more personal level, mm -hmm. um, connecting our channels together. And, well, uh, and I think if we all travel and we come across one another, like, okay, if I was able to go into the States right now, there are so many people that I know now that I could connect with and get to see the very best of everything and have such a great experience. And if someone was coming up to Canada, there's so much that I could show you, right? It's, right. it's, it's a connection online right now that can become so much more later. So do you think your expectations for your channel has changed from when you started it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what, yeah. What do you think the channel can be? You know, I I think I can monetize this channel. I do. I know. Um, I, I feel like I've found my groove a bit now. I'm still learning, but I think I'm to the point now that I could be putting out better content for videos. I've, I've learned so much and my confidence is growing. Like that's the nice thing too, especially doing the lives is you get a lot of really nice feedbacks from some really great people. And I mean, not all of it's positive, but when it isn't positive, it's constructive. Here's a tip. Here's an idea. Have you looked into this? You know, yeah, you're looking at your chat too much when you're doing a live interview, that kind of stuff, but I wouldn't have known. Right. Yep. So now I feel like, yeah, I, I could do this. And now I'm doing it for me. I'm not doing it for my brother. I'm not just doing it for my memories down the road. I'm doing it because it's fun. And even when you're having a bad day, it gives me a reason to get up. And, you know, when we do these interviews, um, you know, I have Lori in the chat room so she can, can uh, you know, chat with people, introduce people, and she can bring something to my attention. Uh, when we do these Saturday interviews, I try not to, to pay too much attention to the chat. Um, you know, I try paying attention to the guests mm -hmm. and try to, you know, um, provide the best experience between the channels um, yeah. and try to ask questions so that everyone can get to know you um, and not just chit chat sort of thing. Um, yeah. You know, I, I want people to walk away from this interview and, knowing who you are, where you came from, 
what you expect your channel to be and say, okay, this is the channel I want to check out because she's had a journey I'm interested in. So that's what these are, uh, things are all about and the questions that we ask. Um, mm -hmm. And we change the questions a little bit from channel to channel, but not a whole lot. But I know when we hit our year, we looked back at things and said, okay, what did we accomplish? What do we want to do in the next year? So have you hit that point in time uh, where maybe you put a hard date on something and you said, okay, I, ha I have to look back now at what I've done, um, what I've accomplished, where I am with my channel, what I want to be, whether it be a year or wherever, um, you know, maybe this is what you're looking forward to when you hit a thousand, um, you know, but for us, it was a year. We weren't quite at a thousand yet. And we looked at, hey, what we did over a year, this is reassurance that we can do this. We can make that final stretch to a thousand. Um, where do you want your channel to be a year from now? Oh, I definitely what want goals to be monetized. Are you going to set on yourself? I definitely want to be monetized. I definitely want to use it as a business, as an expense to help me travel more. Um, I want to show a lot of women that we can do this, right? Yeah. For me, I've uh, the reason that in the last two months I've really kicked things up is I've overcome the fear of doing this. And I think the biggest fear on doing all this stuff on YouTube is how vulnerable you are because you really are vulnerable. And the more I'm allowing myself to be vulnerable, the easier it is to do. Right. And uh, like I said, you know, as far as people uh, taking away what you offer in your channel and being, uh, you know, influenced by that uh you know we see we're in a lot of rv groups we see a lot of single um females are trying to rv or want to rv mm -hmm. and they have a lot of questions about a lot of things uh whether it be insecurities or you know security in general um you know we see a lot of questions about you know how you stay safe on the road or where you know you feel safe or don't feel safe or yeah. if you do have kids, you know, questions about that. So, you know, we have to look at um, all of our channels and think about the influence that we're putting out there and um, what people are taking away from it. And it's always great to be able to put a, a positive influence uh, out there. I know there's a lot of YouTube channels that want to do the whole shock and awe um stretch the truth a little bit to get that click and get that view yeah and then there's a lot of us that are like we don't want to be that we want to be you know good information we want to influence people the right way yeah uh, and not just get the click um and uh i think in the end your viewership is going to respect you more for it in the end um yeah, I want to be my genuine, authentic self because I can't be anybody else. I don't know how to be anyone else, right? right? So I just feel like when someone is watching my channel, everything is genuine as I'm trying to overcome the hurdles to get my dream. I'm not there yet. I'm just starting this journey. So like right now, my original plan has changed because I can't cross the border with my ambulance. So I'm going to have to come up with something else. But everything that comes along is real. I'm not that first channel that I first started watching that said, well, I like to go get my nails done because then I'm supporting someone else and I don't have to carry the weight of my nail polish. Really? 
Like that's what I first started watching and I'm like, that is not me. <laughs> like let's, let's watch the people that are real and genuine and have the real hurdles because if you want to do this yourself, you, you need to be aware of some of the things that can happen. Yeah. Um, one of the things I'm really shocked about is uh, how many people I see both in Facebook groups or even YouTube channels, how many people go buy a brand new rig <laughs> uh, they expect anything that goes wrong with it to be handled under warranty. And <laughs> they don't realize that you're going to go on the road full time. You need to know how to fix it. Mm -hmm. And you need to know how to take care of problems as they happen on the road because no one else is going to do it for you. Yeah. Um, you know, and if you're counting on a warranty that you might not get your rig back for four to six months, then you have bigger problems going on um, going into a full time lifestyle. Um, you have to be, um, you have to be handy. You have to be somewhat mechanically inclined. You got to be able to take care of yourself. You got to be able to do things without just paying somebody to do everything. Because once you're on that road full time and you, you have can't afford it, time, you can't afford it. Yep. No. Um, this is why so many people love boondocking because boondocking is free. I mean, that's where you can, you know, save money and have money to do more traveling and things like that. And if you're spending money for to have somebody do everything for you, you're never going to be able to afford it. You're going to go broke. Well, I mean, that's why I bought an old ambulance. I had a very limited budget and I put it on my credit card as it was to begin with. Like, let's be honest, I didn't have the cash to buy it. But again, that whole impulse of, oh, I want it. I want it. This is what I want to do. It's yeah. real. I mean, you know, things like I went for a couple of weeks on the road and just about lost a solar panel. Well, here's the two sides of that. I'm super proud of myself that I set up my solar myself and it's good that I did. I knew how to fix it myself. Right. Probably wouldn't have wanted to fly off the roof if I had someone else do it. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, if you have someone else do it, you don't know how it works. You don't know how to troubleshoot it, if it has issues. Um, you know, and but I learned things stuff. like, oh, don't just go buy the little bits and pieces that you've ordered online. Like the nuts and bolts I got, they vibrated off. Nowhere else when I was watching Solar Setup, they'll focus on the power aspect, right? They didn't show that there's nylock nuts and there's other things that you can put on that bolt to secure it better. Or when you're building a van, it's not like you're doing something in a house because everything's going to vibrate and move. I learned that the hard way too, <laughs> but it's fun and it's gross and everything I screw up, someone else gets to learn from. That's right. And that's what is the genuine part of it. Yeah. You're not trying to make a big deal out of it. You're just sharing your experience and that's, uh, that's the great part of it. So mm -hmm. all right, well, we're going to go ahead and we're going to open up the room for any questions. I know Lori said James Cantonese had a question. I'm not sure exactly who else does. Okay. Uh, James Cantonese asks if you have installed LED lights in your rig. Uh, I do have some in there. Actually, what I have, um, I have some lights that I can connect to just my 12-volt system. But I also have a 3,000-watt inverter in there as well. So I have ones that I plug in. But I have a sad light that I connected into my roof um, for seasonal affective disorder. And that lights it up beautifully. It's It's great lighting. So, yeah. Oh, let's Works see what well. going on over here in the chat. Um, I did see the boondocking with Boomer asked me if I was drinking green tea. And if anyone's been watching my live streams, 
he has been on me about my Diet Coke. And I mean, there is, or Diet Pepsi, oops. There are so many other things I could be drinking that is really bad, right? I drink coffee, I drink water, I drink my Diet Pepsi. So he's on me about the green tea. I bought some, I know Lance, I still have yet to drink it. I'm not a tea person, but I'll try eventually. Yeah, uh, Aaron Jemison was asking, what's your next big project on uh, Vita? Diesel heater. You know, I being Canadian, how we heat it is so important. If I plan to stay in it at all when it's cooler, like any time that isn't July or August, you definitely need to have your heating system in there. So, I mean, I bought a little ice fishing shack style camp wood stove that I refinished and stuffed myself. I haven't installed it because then I'm like, that one's only really good if I'm boondocking but it's portable and light and I could take it with me. Then I thought, okay, well, I'm going to put propane heat in, but that's a really wet heat. So I am ordering a diesel heater to put in there because that's the most effective. And if I get someone, like I wouldn't tap it into the tank myself, but I might get someone to, I'm considering tapping it into my diesel tank as well. Right. What? If you have the means to do it, how I would suggest doing it, if you're going to go that route, don't tap it into your tank. Um, maybe add a small reserve tank. Um, so that I don't drain my tank and get stranded? Tank. Uh, and you do watch my channel, your... don't you? Because that is the next thing I would end up doing. <laughs> so then if there was a reason that you uh, ran out of fuel, you could always transfer a little fuel from one yeah. tank to the other. So. Yeah. That would but I need something to siphon it because so help me. I'm not doing that myself. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But yeah, the, the diesel heater is definitely my next big thing. And actually, I still haven't got my roof vent in. I'm so scared to cut in the roof. You know how hard it was for me to just drill holes in there to put the solar panels on? Yeah. I just felt nauseous. <laughs> now, does the ambulance just have just a metal roof? Yeah, it's pretty much all aluminum. Nothing's magnetic in there. Yep. Uh, RV Dog's asking what kind of battery bank you have. A really crappy one. Um, again, on a budget. I just, the when I first bought it and put the inverter in, I just bought one deep cycle battery. And we don't have as many options here. So what I got, it was a an 80 amp battery which you only get half of at the max too so this year i bought another one but you know if i knew better before your battery bank's only as good as your oldest crappiest battery because yep. the power flows right so um i have two 80 amp batteries deep cycle batteries right now but i'm not going to add any more until i'm ready to replace it with a, something bigger do you plan on adding AC to your uh, ambulance? Pardon? Do you plan on adding AC to your ambulance? No. No, I have considered it, but if I can get two vents, it's like, because I'm going to do one roof vent that's just a vent and then one that's a fan. Yeah. And the flow should be, it should be good enough. It's a small I'm hoping. area. That... Because then if I do, if I put air conditioning in, I have to dramatically, dramatically increase my battery bank and my solar panels or get a generator or I, my solar power is a little glitchy right now, 
or fix that and only pay to camp places that I have power and I don't want to pay to camp everywhere. Right. Yep. Yep. Is I got another question for you. Um, do you plan on doing any uh, memberships at all? Uh, like harvest host or anything to be able to boondock, you know, in areas or. Honestly, that's something that I haven't considered because that's all in the U.S. Sure. and I can't get there yet. I mean, here in Saskatchewan, I bought a provincial park pass so that even if I wasn't camping in a provincial park, I can still go in. I can still go have a shower. I can still dump my sewer and refill my water. Yep. Right. So that made life a lot easier. But um, I haven't looked into all that other stuff in the States yet. Like, I would have to be able to cross the border and know I'm going to be there for the winter. Well, at least where you're at coming into the States, you're going to be coming into an area where, you know, at least you're kind of in a direct line to be able to get to some BLM land, stuff like that. In the east side of the country, there is there is no BLM land. And, you know, we have some national forests, things like that. Uh, like here in Michigan, uh, you know, we got tons of national forests, but the problem is, is most of it is two-track, you know, needing a four-wheel drive to get back into um, you know, so there is areas you can boondock. Um, obviously here in Michigan, a lot of the casinos allow you to stay overnight for a night. Same here. So, yep. Things like that. Um, a lot of our Walmarts are still allowing people to camp overnight or crack a barrels and things like that. Um, you know, so there is options to do it, but you got to be creative and use, uh, use those apps that are out there for finding, uh, boondocking spots when you can. Um, well, see, and honestly, Corey, I think, like, I love Canada. Don't get me wrong. And, you know, next summer, I'm going to obviously better, be better situated that I'm going to do a lot of traveling in Canada. I want to escape winter here. <laughs> that's, well, of course. that's the times I'd want to be in the U.S. So I'll figure it out. Yep. Um, and like you said, you want to get to court site. Uh, I know there's great options down there to boondock. Uh, yeah. I know there's areas you can pretty much set up camp for up to six months for very little money. Um, but here's what scares me. my Oh, my gosh. World's biggest fear, Corey? Snakes. I don't like snakes either. <laughs> like, no. They scare the bejeepers out of me. You have no idea how fearful I am of them. I don't even go near garter snakes. We have garter snakes here. I rarely see them. I'm loud. They're afraid of me. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> but, oh, that's my only fear about going south. Snakes. Oh, let's see what RV Doc's saying here. He's saying state and national parks are nice on the East Coast. Yeah, that's pretty much your options on the East Coast is if you can find national forest, uh, national parks. Uh, some state parks are cheap if you can get into. Uh, some aren't. But ones here in Michigan really aren't. Uh, what I would say cheap. Um, they're not much different price than uh, private campgrounds really here in the state of Michigan. But um, but yeah, there's options. You just got to be creative and uh, do what you can. Um, I want to see things like the Grand Canyon and, and all those really, really interesting places. I see someone asking again where I'm from. I am from Canada. And Boondocking with Boomer was on my channel talking before about like he commented here, Canadians are now allowed to enter the U.S. if they have family. Now, I don't know for sure what that means. Does that mean immediate family or a cousin? Because I have a cousin in Sacramento that I would love to go visit. If that would get me across the border, great, but I'm sure there's going to be conditions about that. 
Yeah. Because I know other Canadians that have property in Mexico and they can't drive through. Yeah. And some of that, I think it depends on what state you're coming into. I know here in Michigan, um, you know, they're still only really allowing essential traffic. Uh, if you have dual citizenship, you can go across, but you have to quarantine for so many days, uh, things like that. So it really depends on what state you're coming across uh, into and whether or not uh, what they have going on for COVID and uh, things as well. So, See, and that's another whole aspect I hadn't even thought of. For me, it's how do I even get across the border at all? Then it would be like, oh, yeah, what is every state's rules? Right. Yeah. I mean, you might not do bad coming from Saskatchewan. You might be able to come down, you know, into North Dakota and not have problems. You don't know. Um, yeah. Like you said, sparsely area that don't have that big of a problem with COVID. There might be, uh, have different guidelines going on right now. So you never know, but. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Lori just said, check out downsizing makes sense. I know they, I think they had dual citizenship though. Um, uh, but they had to cross over in quarantine and, and things like that. So, um, but yeah, maybe check with uh, downsizing makes sense. Uh, and they can maybe give you some good information. on. Mm -hmm. Well, it's changing all the time though, Corey, right? Yeah. It's, it's so hard to keep up with. And I do know that if I owned property in the U S and had utility bills and stuff in my name, I could travel there, but I don't know. Um, it's so many hurdles. Like right now, even if I want to work remotely and I could get into the U.S., that's great because I need to forward my office phone to me. And we do have certain plans where we could do that. Cost me a little more, but I could do it. Whereas if I can't get in the U.S. and I want to go to Mexico, I have no idea how I'm going to do that and still work. Right. Yeah, that's part of the problem, too, is if you're having to work remotely and having to have Internet and you know, some sparsely, you know, areas you're not going to have internet and yeah. work around that. And so it proposes other channels or other uh, struggles as well as you're going about your dream. Well, in real life too, I could have rented out my house quite easily before, but we're in an area that's become very much a gas and oil area and oil, especially in Canada, has dropped like crazy. People have lost jobs, lost jobs due to COVID. I mean, our area now, there's so many other places to rent. The rent is dropping again that I don't even think I could rent my place out. So if I'm not working, not only am I not having an income, I'm funding all my expenses that I already have, plus whatever I want to travel. Yeah. But I'm going to figure it out. Yep. That's why everybody needs to follow me on my channel. I'm going to figure it out. It may not be perfect, but I'm not giving up. Yep. Don't give up. Uh, there, There is a way. Uh, whenever mm -hmm. there's a will, there is a way. You'll figure it out. I think sometimes, like I said before, there is something great in the future. I have to be open to the possibilities. I have to be flexible. And it is now the time. And that's another thing that's really hard about traveling at this age, too. Like, okay, I'm 45. I'm not young and don't have a mortgage and expenses yet. And I'm not retired yet with that income coming in. And as far as savings, yeah, don't bank on that. I've been a single parent still paying off my own education and now it's right. Yep. So everything's going to be on a budget, but I am going to make it work. I somehow I'm going to. So, and uh, I'm sure you will. You've come this far. You're not going to stop now. So. That's I'm great. I'm sure you'll figure it out. So, 
Anyways, I know we're getting close to our hour here, so I will go ahead and thank you once again for joining us today. Thank uh, you. Sharing a little sneak peek into your uh, channel and, of course, your life. Um, and we appreciate it very much, uh, taking out time. I know doing these on a Saturday and taking it away a little bit of people's weekends. Uh, oh, it's all good. The best, um, but we appreciate it uh, nevertheless. So thank you very much. Uh, I'll go ahead and I'll drop you off here now and we'll go ahead Farewell, and we'll everyone. wrap up. All right. Thanks again. And we'll see you online somewhere. All right. Thank you, Corey. All right. All right, guys. That's Paula. Oh, let me uh, pull my banner here off. So that was Paula from Van, v's, Van Vita Travels. Um, make sure you go ahead and check out her channel. Um, uh, let me see. I thought I had a link here. Let me go ahead and I'll pull up a link for you. You already did? I think Lori said she already did, but I will drop it here just in case because she's in the other room and I can't really hear her that well. Um, but I will drop it over here just in case. Uh, paste. Over here on the side. So go ahead and check out Van Vita Travels. Uh, watch some of her videos. You know, leave some contents, engage with her, show her that engagement. Uh, she definitely deserves it. She's, you know, working hard for this. Leave those thumbs up. Um, let, them, let her know that the Northwoods sent you over there. And uh, we greatly appreciate it. Uh, and we appreciate you guys stopping over here. And don't forget to hit that thumbs up down below and subscribe if you're not subscribed already. Um, so you get notified of all of our weekly videos, uh, live streams and such. Uh, we want to see you back here whenever possible. And you can always catch the podcast uh, on all the podcast applications. So uh, we'll see you live again on Wednesday night at 8 p.m. and Saturdays at 1 p.m. for the live video podcast. So thanks very much for uh, spending your time with us. We appreciate it. And we love each and every one of you. And until next time, we'll see you in the next video. Thanks, guys. <laughs>